You're listening to The Whole Truth, a Resources Rising Stars podcast. Welcome to The Whole Truth podcast. I'm not Paul Armstrong. I'm Paul's business partner, Nicholas Ree. Paul's away fishing for a couple of weeks, so I'm filling in for him. I've just had a chat with Clinton Booth. He's the Chief Executive Officer of Pioneer Lithium. Pioneer has just had a pretty impressive start to its life as an ASX-listed lithium explorer. Clinton, I'm going to call him Clint, he's given me permission, joined the company from a senior position working for Andrew Forrest as Global Head of Integration at Fortescue Future Industries. Clint, together with Pioneer's Exec Chair, Rob Martin, will be leading the charge, aiming to very quickly transform Pioneer into a significant player in the North American battery metal space by advancing its trio of highly strategic lithium projects in Ontario and James Bay in Canada, one of the world's hottest places for lithium exploration. As you will hear, this is an exciting growth story, and it comes from a stable of Canadian lithium companies led by Rob, which have already kicked some serious goals in North America. Clint, before we get into the story, uh, and I'd like to ask you a bit about the projects and obviously where you're headed, but tell us a bit about yourself first. How, how did you get into this role? You've, you've left a big company in Fortescue Future Industries. What, what attracted you to a, a small lithium explorer like Pioneer? Yeah. So, and, and yeah, look, it is a big change, um, but very, very exciting change, but not a new change for me. So I've previously worked in the junior sector, exploring, spent a lot of time working um, internationally. And so a couple of the really big things for me which were exciting was my time at Fortescue really rounded out what I had been doing um, and I was really looking for that next challenge which was to take something um, from its growth and really then develop that, develop a strategy and a vision to really um, then execute on that and ultimately end up with an operating asset. So that was one of the really big drivers for me to look for something different to what I was doing and Pioneer was just fantastic with what it had to offer through the board, um, the major shareholders, the assets. And so it was that really tremendous and exciting opportunity to take that next stage in my career, which I was really looking for. So tell us a bit about that. You've joined a group that's well set up, uh, chaired by Rob Martin. Yep. And uh, these guys are not, uh, they're not sort of uh, Johnny-come-latelys to the Canadian lithium space. We've been very lucky at Pioneer. While Pioneer, as you said, debuted yesterday, had a fantastic day, but really its debut is the evolution um, and the culmination of some six years of work. So Rob, our lead fund manager, 62 Capital and a couple of others, have really spent the last six years working in Canada, acquiring strategically assets um, and then looking to bundle those together um, into a vehicle um, so then take to the market and then take that next phase from exploration, development, operations. And we're very fortunate at Pioneer to have picked up um, three great assets, um, one in Quebec being La Grande and then two in Ontario with our Root Lake and our Lorry Lake. But, yeah, look, you're right, definitely not a new time um, or a, a new period for us. The actual group in a broader context has been around for some six years and then there's other groups which we sort of have a a close peer relationship with who um, we leverage contacts and they've been there for more than 12 months drilling away and so we've got some fantastic early start contacts and networks to really get us going. And this won't be your first time in Canada. You've you've had plenty of experience over there working for a much bigger lithium company, haven't you? Yeah, so 
Definitely. So the last really five years, um, I've been in the clean energy space, going back to what you're just talking about, which is uh, Galaxy Resources, spent three years with them, and then also with Fortescue. So um, most immediately, my time with Fortescue, um, the last half of my time there was spent specifically in North America. I spent a lot of time there. We were looking to develop assets both in the USA and Canada. So I um, had direct experience in Canada immediately before joining Pioneer. And then before that was with Galaxy. So Galaxy merged with Allchem in 21. Um, I was with Galaxy up to and just post the merger and then moved to to Fortescue. But whilst I was at Galaxy, um, we had a number of assets and one of those was the James Bay asset in um, Quebec. Um, and I spent a significant amount of time in Quebec and Montreal working with the team there to help develop and take that project through its feasibility study, through its um, negotiations with <coughs> the First Nations there, the Cree, and then um, ultimately to where it is now moving into its development phase. So yeah, quite a lot of experience in Canada um, and really enjoyed it, love it. So you'll be uh, going back to familiar territory when you, uh, when you take your first trip over to have a look at the assets and w- when will that be? Yeah, so definitely. So we're over there in October. So I leave in uh, about a week, um, head over there. It's going to be a bit of a shock. We're just warming up here in Perth and we're uh, <coughs> looking at the weather over there. It is the exact opposite. We're heading into another winter, so nice and cold. Um, might get to see a little bit of snow towards the back end of the trip, which would be nice. But yeah, really looking forward to get out and having a look at the assets, getting out on the ground, seeing the team we've got there, meeting the First Nations. So yeah, really exciting time. I can't wait to get over there. So you rung the bell at the ASX yesterday and uh, as some people say now the hard work really starts. So tell us about what the company has and what what are you going to be doing over the next uh, weeks and months? Yep, um, a lot. So you're right, um, there was a huge amount of work just to get to yesterday, um, which was really good work, but now is really the the hard work, really get those sleeves rolled up and get in and, and really take these assets from perspective into a resource then to development and ultimately operations over the next few years. So um, immediately what we'll be doing, um, and I'll talk about maybe Root Lake first. So Root Lake is our asset in Ontario, bounded by Green Technology Metals, who I mentioned before had an announced um, resource recently. So we'll immediately get out there and on the ground doing some fieldwork and running a um, a very significant uh, fieldwork campaign and the objective of that field campaign has a couple of things. So the first thing is to uh, look for pegmatite outcrops. Um, the second part is to start to get an understanding of the lith- lithology of the property. So we'll do um, a bunch of lithogeochem sampling to really start to build up that map and understanding of um, the property. Just just before you go on, I just wanted to ask a bit more about that because I've yeah. looked at some of the diagrams in your presentation it's quite incredible how that tenement sits right between literally it's it's like a sort of cutaway between the two existing or known deposits so it's an that's an incredible acquisition isn't it absolutely fantastic acquisition that um rob and the team were able to um engineer and i think it came about from what in some ways we'd like to see people will see as us as pioneer we're very genuine in what we do we're very passionate about what we're going to do um, and when we say we're going to do something, we're really going to push forward and do that. And I think the, the vendors for that, RockX, um, could see that in Rob and the team when they spoke to them and were really comfortable to talk to us um, and offer that to us. And um, as I said, Rob and the team have been in Canada for six years. 
Um, that's paid dividends. They can see what we're like. And I'm um, yeah, very, very fortunate to have that one rolled into Pioneer. So if you look at it from an investor's perspective, looking at this, say, for the first time, Clint, so you look at that tenement, you've obviously got a resource on the right hand and the left hand side, if you yep. like. What? And clearly, you would be assuming that there'd be a continuation of the geology or the structures through your tenement. Yep. Is there any evidence of that? Um, look, we built, so there is some, there was some historical work completed in the 50s. Um, and so if we talk up in the, um, the northwest corner, which is near the McComb-Morrison deposits, which Green Technology have pushed out, um, we see that and there's some drill results pushing right up towards our boundary and around our boundary on that, um, indicating and demonstrating that there is um, spodumene present there. So very, very encouraging. So yes, we definitely expect that structure to fold through into our um, property. Then if we come down to the more central, what we call the central zone, um, the bottom end of that central zone, there were some drillings also done there in the 50s. Um, I think it was Capital Drilling Limited did that or Capital Mining Limited did that. They unfortunately didn't take any um, assays or we can't find any records any records of assays taken during that time. But um, from what we can see from the way the structure runs with the aeromagnetic survey we've had performed um, for that property, or sorry, Rockex have performed for that property, from what we can see, we're very confident that the root bay showing and the announced resource from Green Tech from their root bay area, that does fold down, it comes along and then dips down to the, I suppose it'd be the southwest in through to our property. So yeah, so we are very, very um, excited and we think it's highly prospective that area. It's a it's a fantastic polygon to have been able to um, grab our hands on. Fantastic. So one assumes you'll be able to drill that pretty quickly given how, I guess, standout a, a target it is. It is absolutely our primary target and to get on there drilling. So um, the fieldwork program I spoke about, that the results from that coupled with the aeromagnetic survey that we have and the LIDAR which um, is being flown now. Um, by the end of October, we expect to have results um, from our sampling campaign, from the LIDAR, and we'll be able to design out or finalise the design of our drilling program. There's a couple of things we also have which are really fortunate for us. So not only will we have or have been able to have this really quick start on the fieldwork campaign, driven by um, some of the existing data we picked up with the claims. But probably even more importantly, we've been really fortunate to get around a, uh, some permit or a permit which allows us to drill in around about a dozen areas. And that's absolutely fantastic. So the permitting process um, is well known in Canada. Um, for drilling, it's um, relatively um, straightforward to go through. But like all permits, there is a process you need to go through and information you need to gather and consents that you need to obtain we're really fortunate that that's already been obtained mm. so we can be out there drilling immediately and we see with the information coming in um, by the time we've analyzed that and finalized um, our program we expect to be drilling in late october early november fantastic so the, the news flow is going to be coming thick and fast out of that project yeah, absolutely. Look, we would expect um, probably from next week we'll be able to talk a bit about our fieldwork program, getting into the back half of October we'll be able to talk about the results we've seen from the assays and then, yeah, straight into the drilling for back end of 
October into uh, November. So, yeah, should be plenty to keep the market informed about the great progress we're making. So I wanted to ask you about your La Grande project, um, but before you go into that, maybe just, I just wanted to, there's an observation, there's a, I suppose, a perception in the market that Ontario is a great location for lithium, um, good infrastructure, good access, all those sorts of things, but that geologically perhaps the deposits tend to be a bit smaller there compared to the James Bay, La Grande region. As you tell us about La Grande, I'd be interested to get your thoughts on that. Sure. So maybe I'll talk a little bit about La Grande and then mm. come back. So um, we just spoke about the significant news flow and the efforts we're doing at um, Root Lake, and that is definitely our primary, but it's very closely being followed by our La Grande asset. So La Grande is up in the, the northern James Bay region, very closely situated to the um, deposits that Winsome with their Canset and their Adena and also Patriot Battery Metals have with their Corvette project. We're about 14 kilometres north west of Corvette, um, the same greenstone belt running through there. So we're obviously very, very excited. Whilst we've had some um, ability to get or kickstart our campaign with Root Lake, it's not quite the same up at La Grande. It is a little bit more um, difficult to access and also it is really straight out first up exploration for us there. So what we will be doing initially is, and we've just initiated is, some multi-spectrum work to be done. So we expect our results from that in the next couple of weeks and then we will be on the ground doing some field work. So in the second half of October, we expect to be performing field work. Um, we've just engaged a company, iOS, to perform those services. Um, so they're starting to prepare for that. So whilst um, it is an area that isn't um, or hasn't been explored to date our specific assets as i said we'll already be up there in october and start to have a really good understanding of what's going on on that property taking that information we'll then be looking to start devising a drilling program and looking to get drilling sometime in the new year in la grande um, to go back to the difference between quebec and ontario i think what you'll find is quebec um, from a I suppose my assessment was with Galaxy from 2019, there was already a couple of operating or an asset, second asset coming in. So we've had a couple of operating mines in Quebec. We've had people exploring in there for a significant amount of time and there's been some real interest in there in the last couple of years and some great results now recently coming out. I'm very confident Ontario is going to be in the same space. It's just early, a little bit later um, from a starting perspective, so earlier in the exploration phase. And I'm extremely confident that you will soon see in the coming 12 to 24 months the um, enjoyment that Quebec sees flowing over into that prospectivity and enjoyment from an exploration and moving into development for Ontario. So there's no reason that we can't see the 50 to 100 million tonne type deposits down in Ontario? Um, there's nothing we've seen at this stage to say that that wouldn't be the case. Now, what they'll be, we'll soon find out, but we are... Um, we're very excited and we think certainly that prospectivity exists that we could be finding in Ontario, those, those size of deposits, absolutely. just wanted to ask you a bit about the, the strategic context of what's going on in North America, Clint, and yeah. you, you know more about it than most, having spent a fair bit of time in North America, but we hear a lot about the Inflation Reduction Act with the North American battery raw materials explosive growth, the, the EV revolution, the Teslas, all this sort of stuff. Can you give us, give us a bit of colour about that? Because 
sitting over here on the other side of the world, it's sometimes hard to, to picture what's really going on over there and, and why why is this such an exciting opportunity? Yeah. So, yeah. so if you look at it firstly, obviously just the size of some of the incentives, and it's not just the Inflation Reduction Act. So the Inflation Reduction Act gets um, a lot of the, the, the media coverage and the headlight or the headlines for it, whereas there was a previous act... Um, the Bipartisan Infrastructure Infrastructure Act, and that really was where I think a lot of this kick-started from. That was a precursor, and there's a lot of opportunities and incentives available for renewable energy-type projects sitting in there, and then you move out to the IRA itself, which has then taken it to the next level. So I think the first part is you've got um, a United States government which is tremendously focused on um, re engaging itself into some significant manufacturing and ensuring that it's got a great deal of opportunity to manufacture in country. So then they're demonstrating that desire through the allocation of policies and dollars to business to be able to help kickstart. So I think that's the first part of it. Um, what you're also seeing with that is Canada itself um, is not falling behind in that regard. And it's also saying, hey, look, we've got great skills here. We can really work with that. We've got a great trading partner next door to us. We're obviously fantastically located. And so they had their um, fiscal um, outlook, which was included some level of response to the IRA, I'd say you'd call it. And that also had some great incentives and initiatives and demonstrated from um, the government with their policies that, hey, they're also going to support the development of industry. And so you're seeing in places like Ontario, you've got Volkswagen coming in, building manufacturing, um, building a manufacturing plant, spending billions of dollars there. Right next door, you've got Michigan, so you've got all the big automakers working through there. So I think as you look at it, um, the IRA has helped kickstart. Canada has responded. Both governments are showing a tremendous um, initiative from a policy perspective to really tackle and bring about clean energy, um, and they're doing that by facilitating businesses coming there. And then you're seeing um, all these then secondary um, or let's call it more upstream organisations saying, hey, we need to get into that and really help you out and provide the raw materials to develop that. And that's really where it's exciting for us. We can provide the raw materials and we've got a really strong downstream market existing, ready to go right next door to us. So I think that's um, what we're seeing there and that's what's really exciting for us. Fantastic, Clint. So, uh, look, I, I just want to sort of, I suppose, bring it home a little bit by asking you to, to, to think forward. I know you like to think in, in big strategic terms and you've, you've had a blistering start, obviously, yesterday, but let's look forward, and I'm not going to hold you to this, but <laughs> let's have a think about where would you like to see this company, say, in a year from now yeah. and perhaps in two to three to five years from, from now. What are your, your growth horizons? Yep. Um, there's nothing like setting... Uh deadlines and targets to be reminded of at a later <laughs> date. <laughs> so I think the first thing is, look, we're still on our journey of learning certain things and things will change. But if you say you've got to set yourself a plan and say, well, from that plan, I can then target and work towards it. Some things will go away. Some things we might have to slightly adjust the plan with new information. But if we said in the next 12 months, what would our focus be? So in the next 12 months, very much about getting a very strong understanding of our Root Lake property and I'm, really th I'm thinking we should really be seeking to be in a position where we'd be looking to put out a maiden resource for Root Lake. So that, to me, from a 12-month goal plan is where I'd really like to be, is be coming back in 12 months with, or earlier, with a maiden resource for Root Lake. 
obviously depends on what we find and this initial campaign of drilling is um, going to be critical to that. But sitting here today, that's what we'd like to see. Um, La Grande as well, I'd like to see La Grande have developed. I'd like to think within 12 months, we've got a significant drilling campaign underway up there. So are you saying we start in October this year? We have some great results we get from the fieldwork campaign. We start an initial drilling campaign next year. We get very fortunate. We hit what we are hoping to hit, and we can then really develop that out. So I think the next 12 months for La Grande would be deep into um, our exploration program and starting to get towards the back end of, we're getting ready, I suppose, for the back end of 2023, um, early 24 from a maiden resource for La Grande. Probably three, three to five years out where we'd like to be. We'd definitely like to be in a place where we have our permits in place, um, talking around the funding options, talking around offtake. And within three to five years, I'd like to think that we're actually in development of at least one of our properties. Um, that's really what I think I'd like to be. So 12 months, maiden resource for Root Lake, well progressed on La Grande. Three to five years, we've got a, a development underway. That sounds pretty exciting. And uh, look, obviously you've, let's bring it back to the investment sort of dollars and cents, if you like. The, the company raised uh, 5 million or 20 cents. So yep. you're starting market cap even after a very good debut yesterday is still only about uh, 10 million, is that yeah, right? So after yesterday, so we started out at just under 9.4 million was our market cap. Um, from the IPO, uh, yesterday we got up to around 16 million, I think it was, by the time we closed. So when you look at where we're at, great board and management who are aligned on the objectives I just mentioned, um, great assets, fantastic location with regards to customers and downstream, and as I've, we've just spoken about now, a really, really tight capital structure. So I think as a, an organisation, there's not much more you could ask for for someone starting out a new company. There's four great um, attributes we have there and I'd hope the market can see that, can understand that and will uh, really work with us um, as they see the positive results, say, well, actually, you're not a $16 million company. You're, you're definitely a lot more than that. Yeah, there's plenty of room, room to grow from $16 million, isn't there? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Finn, it's been great to chat to you. Um, we wish you all the very best and we'll catch up with you again. Thanks very much, Nick. Um, really appreciate the time. You've been listening to The Whole Truth, a Resources Rising Stars podcast produced by Resource Media, hosted by Paul Armstrong for Reed Corporate. Please note that Reed Corporate does not provide investment advice and investors should seek personalised advice before making any investment decisions.